As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco 49ers Insider, Matt Mayoko. This is the 49ers Insider Podcast. I'm Matt Mayoko, and she's everybody's best friend, Laura Britt. Am I? I, I hope I'm everybody's best friend. That, yes. That's a tool in my life. No, you're, you're everybody's best friend, Lauren. And hey, uh, over the weekend, spur of the moment thing, my daughter, who's going to be entering her senior year of high school, said, uh, you know, I'd like to get up there and, and see those Oregon schools. Uh, she's deciding where she wants to apply. So we got in our car the next day and just drove, what is it, eight hours north and went to Corvallis. And while I was walking around the, the campus and went over to the football field, like I always do, I always check out the sports facilities. I saw some, some players out there working on their swim moves and their pass rush moves. And I thought, uh, you know, I'm just gravitating. I gravitate toward that toward players in the summer months, working out. And we're getting closer, I think, to the 49ers doing that. I, I've kind of gone through withdrawals here because there's been no off-season program to watch. And uh, training camp is now in session with all the veterans there in Santa Clara. And after about 10 days or so of working out, they'll be able to get together on the field around, I think it's August 15th or 16th, to start actually practicing. Yeah, uh, great dad move, by the way. Next day, you're like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think the biggest thing right now, just in Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch spoke to us on, on Monday, and hearing that so far, they don't know of any 49ers players that have opted out. So that's good news on that front. And, and it seems to kind of keep the ball rolling a little bit more and quickly towards training camp I, I mean it's so weird to call it training camp with all these regulations it's this is all weird still it's all but yeah to your point I'm craving it too we all just want to see some people out there playing football it's fun it, it takes your mind off of stuff and and it does seem like the 49ers are in a good position and a good place to to get out there and, and start training camp yeah and that's right. There, nobody has opted out yet. The deadline is going to be Thursday at 1 p.m. if a player changes his mind or whatever. But John Lynch did say that he's talked to a lot of the players and no one has given him that indication that they're leaning toward that or going to do it. But what the 49ers are doing, you know, because I think their facility is kind of set up for this. And, you know, it still seems weird for us, but I think the coaches, Kyle Shanahan included, uh, I think they're getting into this about, you know, they had the meetings there in the off season, the zoom meetings. And so it's becoming a little bit more second nature, but he said that 
uh, you know, their main meeting room where they have those press conferences. Uh, that's where the team meets. They can only, normally they can fit 100 people in there, but because of the social distancing, six feet apart, only 30 people are allowed in that room at any time. So what they did for the first full team meeting was they marched up to, I believe it's the second story, the second floor there at Levi Stadium to the United Club, a, a little bit of a hike for them. But in that facility, in that club, they're able to have everybody there. And so uh, I don't know how often they're going to be doing that, but that's one of the things uh, where day one, they've they had that opportunity to meet something you know do something that they haven't done in the past but they'll be doing a lot of um they also now that everybody's in the building and still only uh jeff wilson the running back uh he is the only player now on that COVID list so he's not there but everybody else is there including george kittle and john lynch and kyle shanahan and had the, their first opportunity on monday to speak to george kittle face to face not over Zoom, just about everything. And it, it seems that it's really kind of, you know, they wanted this deal to get done. Obviously, Kittle wants this deal to get done. And John Lynch made a, a comment about, you know, you don't want to go behind the, you, know, you want to respect that player-agent relationship. But, uh, you know, they've been talking to Jack Beckett to try to get something done. And I'm not sure how close or how far apart they are. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan remains optimistic that they'll get something done with George Kittle uh, before perhaps they get on the field. Yeah, I think about when they said this is the first time they got to see George Kittle in person, you kind of don't think about they've been at the facility, but they're not really able to see each other. They've just been coming in to get tests as far as I know. Um, and then a lot of meetings and things are still happening, you know, virtually or however, until those tests came back. So now that, you know, the players – have all been tested and, and the coaching staff and personnel have all been tested. You're able to have these meetings, but it's just the same as all of us at home or working from home. You don't see your colleagues unless it's over Zoom. You don't see your bosses and people like that. So it's the same situation there, but it does make it a little bit more tricky when you're trying to get a deal done. And, and they have a good relationship. Shanahan said that John Lynch has talked multiple times on record about, you know, how much he loves George Kittle. And, and I feel that George Kittle feels the same way too, but it is different to meet in person. It's not this scheduled Zoom, hey, come, let's chat at 1 p.m. You know, it's just, it can casually happen a little bit better. And you get, you definitely get a better sense of somebody's, how somebody's feeling in person. And, and to everything that Shanahan and Lynch said on Monday, you know, the train's rolling, it's, it might just be stalled a little bit, but they are everyone's hopeful and optimistic that a deal will get done no timeline they didn't give any any of us any timeline or timetable about when it'll get done um but optimistic that it will get done and i know that's what niners fans want to hear yeah i think the last time shanahan saw kittle was at cabo remember that when where oh, yeah. Shanahan went to cabo and george kittle was there with some of his teammates and then george kittle tells mandy shanahan in confidence don't tell your husband this, but I really love playing for the 49ers. And so <laughs> Mandy, of course, tells Kyle, and then Kyle's like, George, she's my wife. Of course she's going to tell me that. So uh, the cards are out there on the table. The 49ers want George Kittle. George Kittle wants to be with the 49ers. Now they got to work it out. But in the meantime, on Monday, 
Uh, John Lynch also said the 49ers have an agreement on a one-year contract with veteran tight end Jordan Reed. Uh, had some very good years. Well, a lot of injuries with Washington. Uh, but he was a rookie when Shanahan was in his final year there as offensive coordinator. So if Reed can stay healthy, something that he hasn't done, a lot of concussions, Laura. And I know that's very concerning, seven concussions. But he's also had shoulder injuries, uh, hamstring injuries. Uh, he's got a, had a lot of different stuff. But if he can stay healthy, we know he's a talented guy. He's a very good pass catcher. And uh, could you imagine that? combination of having George Kittle and Jordan Reed out there on the field at the same time and the mismatches that that would cause for defenses trying to figure out how exactly to cover each of those guys. Yeah, and that's what Shanahan wants, right? He wants this two tight end set where he's able to do that and create all these mismatches. A lot of what Shanahan does in his scheming is based on that. Um, just not being able to predict his crazy offense. And that would, you know, this addition really adds another level of scheming to, for Kyle Shanahan to, I mean, he's had all the time in the world, right? He's been talking about it. No one's knocking on my door. I've had some extra time to be able to, to get some things done. And I think we know what that means. Uh, just get hit in the playbook and, and trying to put plans together and schemes together. So um, it's, it's a familiar story that, Kyle Shanahan is bringing on a player that he's familiar with. That's, I mean, I feel like that's pretty general around the league. You want to bring on guys that you know. And he did say that he had uh, talked to Trent Williams also about Jordan Reed because Williams and Reed spent a lot of time together with the Washington football team. So he has, while they were only together for that one year, he's, you know, done his research and homework before they, they brought him on. And that, if he is able to stay healthy, stay on the football field. And Lynch and Shanahan mentioned that. I mean, they're aware but they feel like the risk reward is in their favor or else they wouldn't have done the deal. Yeah. So Jordan Reed here trying to make the roster, trying to stay healthy. I think that's the, the big thing with him. Ross Dwelly uh, competing for that backup job. Charlie Warner, the tight end from Georgia that they drafted in the sixth round. Daniel Helm, he was on the team's roster a little bit toward the end of the year and was on the practice squad. So those are the main guys who are battling for probably three tight end jobs uh, with the 49ers. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But as you mentioned earlier, Laura, uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan met with the media over Zoom for the first time in, in quite some time. And I was able to, to get a couple questions in there, including uh, pretty early on, I asked them about uh, the extensions that they both signed with the 49ers this offseason to remain with the 49ers together for John Lynch. Uh, five more years for him, and he's committed. He says he knows he's going to be a general manager for at least five more years. And for Kyle Shanahan, it's six more years. But anyway, here's uh, my question to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan about uh, kind of the message it, it sends and the accomplishment for them to be given, rewarded with contract extensions after three seasons. You both signed contract extensions here uh, this offseason. Uh, Kyle, can you address like what it means to you to get that kind of security after three years and, and the fact that John was signed as well? And then, John, when, when you answer, uh, I would like you to address uh, the comment you made on the radio last week that you don't consider yourself a lifer, uh, what exactly that meant. So, Kyle, <laughs> first. Um, 
I wish I could answer that for you. <laughs> um, none of us are lifers. We don't want to do it till we're 80, you know. So, but anyways, um, no, I mean that was that was the ultimate goal coming here to establish. Um, what we feel is going to be a consistent winning team to do things the right way. And, you know, when we started this, none of us really knew each other. Um, I mean, John and I did from a distance. You know, he had interviewed me before games, and um, and I worked in a building that he had left two weeks prior, so we had some mutual friends. And and then Jed, you know, we just met on our interview. So we kind of hit it off right away in terms of the interview process and how we all felt. Um, We felt that through... Um, right away at the beginning, even going through those tough times. Uh, but the whole goal wasn't uh, just for us to come here for just one run. We, we wanted to establish something that we felt we could be a consistent winner. And for us here to um, be here for three years together, get on the same page in every facet to where we felt great about, you know, the personalities we were working with before we got here. And it's, I mean, it's only gotten so much stronger since. And we all know the standard that we have here. We're all on the same page and we all know each other so much better now. And then to kind of to be able to have an owner and um, starting with Jed and to his whole family um, that you kind of, we all know each other, we know what we're dealing with and be able to do contracts from that standpoint where we could set up the best for the future of this franchise for Jed, for myself, for John, and really to do it now after three years of really getting to know each other. Um, it made it a lot easier and a, and a lot more fun than it was three years ago. Yeah, and I, I would just say, uh, echo Kyle's uh, sentiments that it's an extraordinary commitment from the York family, and uh, you know we're very grateful. Uh, we we really like uh, what we're doing. We love coming to work each and every day. Um, you know, we we believe uh, in the culture. Um, you know, returning this place to the 49er way of doing things in the right manner, having guys that uh, are the right kind of guys both on and off the field. Um, we feel very good about where we're at. We, we said here on day one, we're going to put together a roster that will make you proud and that will compete for championships. And I think we're there. You have to go earn it each and every year. But I, I, I know uh, I speak for Kyle and, and our families. We're incredibly grateful for the commitment that they've shown. As for, um, you know, I, I kind of come from the old school, Matt, and uh, sometimes I get tripped up because sports radio used to be kind of off limits. You could talk in almost a free zone and uh, what you said on there, sometimes there's context. Uh, in terms of not being a lifer, I think I was just, com- you know, uh, commenting, I, I don't know really how long I'll do this for. I'll know I'll do it for the next five years. Um, I'm having a blast doing it. Uh, I love, as I, as I mentioned, coming to to work each and every day. And, uh, you know, when I said that, I kind of said, oh, no, that's going to become a story. And really, there's nothing to it. Um, you know, there are things in life that, uh, you know, I, I've, uh, my wife has been tremendous while I played for 15 years and then traveled for broadcasting. And, um, but she loves this and they're a part of it. So everything's good right now. I kind of live in the moment. And, uh, you know, that's nothing really to that comment. I'll tell you, Matt, it was a huge accomplishment in our house to where, it didn't hit me until we got it and my wife, but she joined this when we got married at 25. But um, and I never lived anywhere in my life longer than four years. Um, I've tied that a couple places. Um, did it once in Houston, did it once in Washington. Um, my dad coached in Denver for a long time, but uh, we moved back there three different times, getting fired and rehired and stuff. So um, hopefully with this, I, my family kind of celebrated a little bit because first time I told my kids, I depending on how this year goes, um, but I feel like we're going to pass the four-year mark after that, and that, that was a personal accomplishment for us that the Shanahan household was happy with.
Now through August 23rd at participating Big O Tires. Save $100 instantly on sets of four Big O brand tires with paid installation. Plus, save an additional $50 by mail-in rebate when using your Big O credit card. See your locally owned Big O Tire store for offer details. Mayoka really uh, wanting to get Kyle's answer first. You made it very clear. At least you're direct. That's all we yes. can ask. Now, do you know why I did that, Laura? Yes, because you don't want the second question normally is the one that gets answered. And so you have to circle back around and make sure that the first question gets answered to the first person. Well, the other reason, that's a, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that, but that's a good But the, the reason was because it seems like any time the same question goes to Kyle and John, like if John answers first, he gives such a, a thorough answer. And then Kyle is left saying, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that John just said. So I wanted to make sure that Kyle answered first because John has been in this game, right? He was a broadcaster. Yeah, and so yeah. he knows to go ahead and give a different answer than Kyle gave. So that was my thinking there. That's, that's smart, Mayoko. I appreciate <laughs> the uh, insistence on getting Kyle to answer. Yeah. Hey, it's something else going on, Laura. Um, Planet Orange has come into our family. Planet Orange, the eco-friendly pest control you can count on. So uh, be sure to uh, check out Planet Orange. So we're continuing on the 49ers Insider Podcast. We talked about the opt-outs and the 49ers haven't had any players opting out. You know, with not enough attention, I don't think, has been given around the league to the coaching staffs. You know, the, the, the players are generally, uh, you know, younger, fit guys. Obviously, they're, they're athletes, they're professional athletes. But some of these coaches, uh, you know, they're, they're subject to some risk involved with COVID-19. And I asked Kyle about how his coaching staff has handled the pandemic during this time, how they're adjusting, and also uh, if there are any concerns about uh, some of the, the coaches, some of the older coaches. And I didn't name anybody specifically, but I mean, certainly Bobby Turner, 71 years old, longtime coach, done such a great job. And I mean, I was told in the off season that, I mean, this guy is, you know, he, he lives for this, right? I mean, he loves coaching football. And so, uh, it was very unlikely that Bobby Turner would just say, hey, I I'm going to take this year off. But I mean, the 49ers certainly have to do some things behind the scenes uh, to promote uh, healthy practices within the coaching staff. And, and that's all part of this is the 49ers return to work. And one of the things that Kyle had said previously was you know, he wasn't sure if this season could happen. He, the, the challenges are immense. And let's not sugarcoat this. They continue to be immense. All we have to do is see what's happening around college football, see what's happening uh, with MLB. Uh, and there is no bubble uh, for the NFL. Uh, teams can, can try to do, try to mitigate the, the risk as much as possible. But there's still a lot of risk at play. But Kyle Shanahan said that his confidence grew, you know, once he started you know, once he came back to work and saw the setup in the building as far as uh, what the team has in store for meeting these new demands. So here's Kyle Shanahan and I asked him about that subject. 
how, how has the coaching staff adapted? And when you look at your staff, do you guys have any coaches opted out, uh, talked about it? And, and with the, you know, the coaches that are older or have health issues, do you have to put in even more precautions to keep them safe? Uh, yes. I mean, that, I think that was, that was my biggest concern before I got back in here. Um, you know, you just think back in June and stuff when you st- were talking about this stuff. And I mean, I don't know exactly the rules on everybody, but you know, depending on what you watch and what you hear, I mean, you can w- get yourself pretty worried about anything. Um, but then we have everyone get physicals and stuff and you, we get in, we know who's at high risk, who's low risk, who's medium risk. And we share that with all those people and people I talked to on the phone back in June and stuff. And you just you want everyone to know that there's no right or wrong answer. It's what you're comfortable with. I compare it into when someone dies, people deal with that totally different ways. Some people want to come to work the next day. Some people need to get away and grieve. It's just, but that's up to the individual. And I kind of see that in this situation too. I, and I know John, Jed, everyone, I think we all feel the same. Um, but when we got back in here, I think that eased a lot. And you know, a lot of the guys who did have high concerns and guys I had a lot of concerns for, they felt a lot better once they, they talked to their doctors before they come. I mean, if the doctors recommend them not to come, they want to be here. Um, so the doctors have to recommend them first, and then they give those those risks. And then the guys, they know there's not pressure. We'll work through it and figure out what we can do based off they feel. We've been here for a couple weeks with coaches. Players are coming in more. Um, while we've been here, guys have felt better and better each day. Um, so I do feel so much better with that than I did in the past. I think one of the coolest things that we did learn in quarantine and being away that I don't think any coaches could have comprehended before that is how much you can get done virtually. Um, if it, it did happen with anyone, especially like an older coach or something like that, it would be tough to lose them on the field and things like that. Um, but we do have other guys who could pick up that slack for those two hours. Um, the main thing is who's going to teach those guys throughout the year. And what we learned through Zoom meetings is you can get that done very well. And obviously we need the field stuff and everything, but um, it's possible. And before we got here, I had assumed a lot, not a lot, but all the guys who were in these boats would be doing it that way. And after being in the building, um, I think those guys feel there's a chance for them to be in here a lot more than we anticipated. All right, Laura. So we're, we're, we're getting closer. We're talking football with, with Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch and a couple of, of notes uh, that, that John Lynch brought up, talked about Jordan Reed. He's joining the 49ers on a one-year contract. DJ Reed, the defensive back, uh, he's going to be out for the season. He tore his pec during, a, during an off-season workout. They were projecting his return to be in November, and so the 49ers thought, I don't, we can't hold on to this roster spot for that long. So they put him on a reserve non-football injury. Richie James is off of the COVID list, but now he's on the NFI list because he has that broken wrist, so it's still a while before he'll be able to practice. But two guys uh, who opened training camp on one of the injured lists have now been activated, and those players are Contavious Street with the knee injury and Sean Poindexter, who was a wide receiver last year and had looked pretty good as an undrafted rookie from Arizona. Uh, he also he tore his ACL during a preseason game, but those guys have been cleared. And I know we've talked in the past, but uh, you know it's good news that Jason Verrett has been cleared. Um, you know, there's some other players, um, you know, who are who had injuries last year who have been cleared, including uh, Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd. So uh, we're, we're getting closer to that time 
uh, when, when footballs will be rolled out there on the practice field and, and the guys will get together and, and actually run the plays that, it, that they've been talking about and, and looking at film of for quite some time. Yeah, we're still over a week out from that happening. There were a lot of questions about the coronavirus and the COVID-19 precautions that the team is taking. Um, they can't even interact in that manner right now. Um, so that's not that's still not happening yet, um, but it is on the horizon. And I, I think it is interesting though to bring back up, you know, Major League Baseball, where this just gets so dicey. Um, you saw what happened with the Marlins and the Phillies, and then you think everything's clear. More than 30 games had to be postponed last week. Now the Cardinals have an outbreak on their team. So not to you know throw cold water on everybody's excitement, but it's the realities of trying to play a physical sport, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. So, you know, I'm hopeful that the season will go on too. We just don't know. And, and I think, I, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but I think these leagues are taking the approach of let's get things underway, you know, cautiously and with health in mind, and then let's see what happens. Cause there's just no way to predict how things are going to go. Um, I thought it also was interesting. May I go along those same lines? It doesn't look like the 49ers are going to be able to stay in New York on their back to back uh, New York trip that they were planning on. So that's a, that's a lot of miles that you're logging in the air. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of exposure, um, you know, to outside elements and outside people, I would assume. So there's just going to be a lot of changes that have to happen. And they might be able to, to stay in New York. It's just the league is encouraging teams not to stay out of their facilities and their home base for that long. Yeah, I think the 49ers and, and probably a lot of teams feel this way, that you know, they got things under control inside their buildings. And, you know, the 49ers uh, put a lot of, effort into this consulting with medical experts and local health officials. So I think they feel like they got a pretty good handle on things in Santa Clara at Levi stadium at their practice facility, you know, in their weight room, in their locker room, all that stuff. What's going to determine how these teams are able to operate. And if we can go on with the season, I think will be what happens outside the building when these players go home or when they go back to their, the team hotel or whether they go to their, their places of residence, you know, if they go out to dinner, you know, we'll, we'll see what the restrictions are, uh, how they're loosened or tightened as the months go on here. But I really think that, you know, there's this element of peer pressure, you know, when you're inside the building, you have enough eyeballs and it means enough to a lot of people that nobody's going to do anything ill-advised in Santa Clara at the facility, but you know, it's, it's the maturity level of the players and how they conduct themselves and what they do outside the building uh, that will go a long way. And not just the 49ers, I'm talking every team that will go a long way toward seeing if there's a football season. And when I say it's going to go a long way toward that, it's going to be the thing <laughs> that either enables this season to go from start to finish or at some point cuts it off. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's not just the players. It's not just the coaches. It's all the personnel. I mean, there are just so many people involved in putting an NFL game on the field and so many hours and weeks and days that go into it before they even hit the field. So it's, you know, we're along for the ride too. We're, we're just 
bringing you stuff as we know it. And I, I think over this next week and as guys are able to start actually interacting with, with each other in a, in a practice setting, I think that's going to be a lot more telling of how this season will go. Yeah, and so we will be there every step of the way, and, and we're starting to get some access to some players uh, later in the week. Jimmy Garoppolo and Richard Sherman be the first time, I believe, Jimmy Garoppolo has made public comments uh, to a group of reporters uh, since the offseason began, since the Super Bowl, since the retirement of Joe Staley, since everything that's happened this offseason. So we'll be there every step of the way. Laura and I will be there on the 49ers Insider Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe. What else, Laura? Leave a rating and a review while you're I mean, if you're already there subscribing, might as well. Might as well. Jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.